know, Drew, we've been doing this long enough that I think it is seriously time we start to explore the idea of getting our own Funko Pops. Oh, I'm all in on this idea. Like, you know, Funko Pops of you and myself. Yes. Uh, official Devils do Funko Pops. We could even have variants. Um, you can have yes, your, you could have yes, your various facial hairs. <laughs> yes. Uh, my the, hair, my uh, hair of varying the, length. Yes, and my hair of varying length because it's very, very short right now. Um, yeah, red shirt, the black shirt, sure, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh for this. God. This is a good idea. Let's, let's. Uh, we should take uh, get some crowdfunding on this. Yeah, dear listeners, let us know. Will you kickstart? <laughs> um, all right, so we are back again. Another exciting episode of The Devil's Do, folks. We really appreciate you joining us. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a hot minute. Um, contrary to uh, all the smoke you see outside your window, there's really nothing going on in the world right now. You know, nothing <laughs> of, of importance to, to our circles anyway. Nothing much as far as uh, news nerd news and whatnot well um, yeah there's been a couple of stories here and there but you know nothing nothing that's uh, sh- nothing that's shattering our world or anything exactly so we didn't record um what would have been two weeks ago our normal recording night um so but we didn't want to leave you the good listener too long without some content so we decided to get together tonight and let you the good listener decide what we were going to discuss and you have come through smashingly i must say but before we get to that drew there's ceremony we have feet we must stand so sir how have your weeks been let's let's do this right there we go a little pour here that might come through in the finish I hear podcast. It. Okay, good, good, good. Um, and for those wondering, this is a pressure drop brewing Dank Sinatra. Dank Sinatra. Dank Sinatra. If, if there's one thing I enjoy about craft brewing, it's the names. Yes, sir. Um, this is a wonderful New England IPA, and it is certainly dank. I'm here for it. Um... Let's see, Carl. How have my weeks been? Um, oh, Carl, we are entrenched in the terrible twos, my friend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? It's William ha- skipped the terrible twos and just gave us a double dose for threatful threes. Yeah, we're we're in hell. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, T- tantrums over nothing. <laughs> Socks on. Socks yeah. off. On. Off. Yep. Off. On. Uh, 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 okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Throwing the, the, the throwing of toys. The uh. The the, the hitting. The, the you know just just all of it. Melt. Complete. Utter nuclear meltdowns that last far too long. You 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 know. Oh yeah. I, I get you. Have you ever tried just putting one sock on and leaving the other one off? Haven't tried that yet. Um, perhaps give the, a, give a balance. There's a light side and a dark side. 
I might have to give that a shot because uh, he might. I mean, to me, it's weird, but he might go for it. Maybe that's what he I wants, mean, ultimately. When all else has failed, try the unexpected. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. That's probably a good call. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all that's been going on. But um, let me think. There, I mean, surely more has been happening. Um, let's see. I started playing Master Blaster Zero 2 on the Switch. And okay. that is certainly, um, if you enjoyed the first one, as I did, you will enjoy the second one very much. Um, it's pretty much more of the same. Um, Mastery and blastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, the, the, the first one was a wonderful update to the NES game. Um, and this one is just a continuation of the, you know, re, of the revitalization of the franchise. So I'm certainly enjoying it. Um, let's see. Um, there's that. Uh, what else am I doing? Not much. I've been slowly, uh, chipping away at a project guitar that I'm building. Um, so that's been, you know, fun to see come together, but now it's in like the actual time to finish constructing phase. And, uh, there are some nuances to that that are a little bit, um, oh, more difficult than just, you know, assembling. You have to either, there's some drilling involved. There is some, some very fine, fine points that I need to make sure are done to the letter. So a little bit stressful, but I'll, 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 you know, I'll get there. Um, so there's that going on. Um, eh, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, more finer points on the, um, uh, recording of the Long Cold Dark record, which is probably at about 98.5% completion at this point, and I'm pretty... That, that's, you know, it, the end is in sight, even if it's uh, not quite imminent, but there is an end in sight. So, there's that. And, oh, what else is going on? Are you just going to call it Pandemic Chronicles? No, that would be too predictable. But um, it's certainly uh, it's it's um, uh, by the time I, I get this done, it might actually be like dated in a way. Uh, <laughs> I started working on this thing like you know, God. There's there's riffs in, in parts of songs that go back like six to seven years. Um, and then lyrically, it started to come together probably 2017 or so. Um, and, you know, a lot of stuff there is topical to that time, or at least it was when it started. But um, it, it, that those topics certainly haven't gone away. And if anything, are more prevalent than ever. Um by the time For a second, that, I thought you were going to say 27 years ago. No, like, no, wow, no, You were ambitious while you were reading the backs of those Marvel Universe trading cards, weren't you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, by the time this gets done, um, who knows where we'll be? And this might be a dated concept, and it might be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm still okay with it and I'm still, I, I can, I can still live with everything I've written. So, um, I feel good about, pretty good about it, but, um, yeah, you know, it probably would have been more timely a couple years ago, but you know what? The, again, the, the world we live in certainly hasn't changed. So, uh, it's, it's certainly as relevant now as it's ever been. So yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. Um, and, um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the gist, man. That's about all I've been up to. Hate to say it. Cool. What's going on with you? Um, let me see. Predominantly squadrons. Okay. Um, I'm still loving, uh, Star Wars squadrons. Is a fantastic game. Um, it is uh, more like I would say ninety percent, ninety to ninety-five percent of my free gaming time is being taken up by Star Wars Squadrons. The other time is when William wants me to play games with him, which I enjoy most of the time, except when he wants to play Super Mario Brothers co-op. <laughs> um, there is there is no enjoyment in that. Um, when I do that, it's simply to satiate the beast uh, that will erupt if I decline. But most of the time, like for playing, you know, Mario Kart or something else, it's a good time. But yeah, Star Wars Squadrons is uh, just been a fantastic experience. Well, well worth uh, the forty dollars. Um, the the meta has kind of developed in the game right now. The the top ship in the game is the Tie Bomber, um, just because it has very powerful weapons and an incredibly high amount of hit points. So, yeah, it's been interesting to see. Ironically enough, on the other end of the spectrum, the worst ship in the game is the Y Wing. Mm. It's funny you think because like the bomber is the best ship in the game. The Y wing being the rebel counterpart to that, you think it'd be least within the next two positions, but no, um, does not have the speed or maneuverability that the bomber does, nor does it have the hit points. So for something that's supposed to serve the same role, it it dies very quickly. Mm. Um. So yeah. Uh, squadrons. I've also started watching. Um, I did this just out of curiosity one night, and I got fairly hooked. I started watching the old Silver Surfer cartoon. Oh yeah, because I had some vague memories of it, and as as you know, being older and being able to appreciate things differently now than when it was first out, this was like early 90s post Spider-Man X-Men animated series and Fox tried to cash in on another character. Um, the show only lasted one season and you can definitely see why uh, when you watch the show and I don't say that in a bad way, uh, but this show is, is far too heavy for, a casual viewer. 
Um, first off, the visuals of the show are incredibly fascinating because the art style is straight up Jack Kirby. Hmm. Like it is just taking Jack Kirby off the page, putting it onto the screen. Um, and we're talking like Jack Kirby cosmic. So there's an extra layer of just astonishing beauty to it. Um, but in that, a lot of what they try to do, because it's the early 90s, a lot of that is kind of matted over not great CG models. Uh. So, so like Galactus is entirely CG with like a Jack Kirby cell shading. Hmm. And it, it looks kind of, he looks slightly different, which... I guess can can kind of be the point of his is he kind of should, but like this this show, like I'm four or five episodes in, is very like philosophical and large cosmic questions, and yeah, there's some action in it, but the action is not the point of it. So far, the only drawback of the show is the interpretation of Thanos because uh, he's much more. Um, standard villain uh probably obviously closer to a comic interpretation than we saw in the mcu and so it's something you kind of bump up against but at the same time you just kind of learn to accept as it goes on but i mean if you have uh the chance i would highly recommend it because it's it's very surprisingly it's one of those things where i can see why it only lasted one season and it's like one of those things where if this had been possibly on a different channel or a different you know time slot might have run a little longer interesting and this was from the 90s yeah yeah this was like this came out like post like I said, post X Men, post Spider Man animated series. I think this is like Fox's first Marvel offering after those two series wrapped. And so I guess it was just like too, it was too out there for uh, the kids because like the first three episodes are the origin, and so your protagonist is essentially an antagonist because he's serving Galactus. He's serving as Galactus's herald. Um, and they, they, to my knowledge of the character, they do pretty well by his origin. But yeah, I can definitely see why it didn't go uh, more than one season, but I would highly, highly recommend uh, checking it out. Because it's really it's it's beautifully uh, drawn. Because again, Kirby, they're just doing straight Kirby, um, and it's really kind of like deep, cosmic, inward looking that you would expect for from the surfer. Uh, no, from just like a Saturday morning cartoon. Well, I mean, the surfer. Like, it's something you would. Yeah, it's something you would expect from a Silver Surfer comic, but not a Silver Surfer animated kid show. Right. So, like, they, they nailed the character, and that, that's, that was kind of to their detriment. 
was they nailed the character. And that character by himself is probably not the best character for kids in a Saturday morning setting. No, there's there's a yeah, the surfer is a bit uh heady. Yeah. But that's you know, then again, the, hey, give kids some credit. Push the boundaries yeah, push the hey. boundaries and whatnot. Exactly. So um Julie's been killing it with Ring Fit. She she is at level ninety seven. Okay. Um she's doing like at least an hour a day, sometimes more. Oh. Um I'm a level I'm a level four. <laughs> you have some catching up to do. <laughs> It's it's killing me, is is the kind of the flip side of that. Mm. So, but yeah, other than that, um, things are going, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So, that, dear listeners, is our weeks. As always, we encourage you. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us and tell us about your weeks, and you can do this at the following social media locations. You can follow us on Twitter. At Devil's Due Pod, you can like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Podcast.com. And Drew, like I said earlier, we didn't really have a lot to talk about this week, but we wanted to give the people a show, so we reached out to the people and said, hey, you tell us <laughs> what you want us to talk about. And the the listeners have responded back in kind. We have a bunch of emails to go through here. Normally, I read these in the order of which we receive them, but I also pride myself on being a gentleman at times. Uh, and in that sense, we will go with ladies first. Drew, we have a, a, a new emailer I like to it. the show this week, and I just my favorite elbow on the desk right in the <laughs> funny bone spot oh that hurt timing okay yes uh this email comes to us from miss andrea perry andrea thank you so much for emailing the show i really appreciate it andrea's shown up at our two live shows she's been a good supporter of the show for All a right. while All right. she writes Hello, Carl and Drew. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Hope you are both doing well. You said you wanted listener questions, and here's the best I could come up with off the top of my head. Uh, number one, The Mandalorian Season episode, season 2, Episode 1 drops on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? And mm. if so, what are your thoughts? Um, so you I, have not watched it. You're I've, watching it tomorrow. Yes, that's correct. I'm watching it tomorrow. So... Do we want to? Yeah, you do you want to just give a quick uh, thumbs I'll up, thumbs give, down, and then I'll, we can talk about uh, some Mando in the next episode? Yeah, we can do, we can do that. I will. Um, I'm was about halfway through my second viewing of the first episode uh, before we started recording. Recording, it's thumbs up. It is uh, stuff that is familiar in an unfamiliar way. I am um, very so, much looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there are some things I'm like, I honestly wonder how Drew's going to react to this. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. But, but, I mean, you had stuff like that in the first one as I, well. The thing is, I have all the faith in, in John Favreau. So, uh, 
Mando season one certainly did not let me down. Um, no, if if a- anything, it's it's in the pantheon of great things in the Star Wars uh, world. <laughs> like it's 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 up there. So um, I have yeah high expectations for the second season. So yeah, looking forward to it, and I will be watching it tomorrow. Cool. Okay, so our second question. A lot of rumors have been swirling around Spider-Man 3, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3, yes. including the possible return of Jamie Foxx's Electro, as well as Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, uh. since it seems very likely that the idea of the multiverse will be introduced in the next Doctor Strange film mm. and maybe WandaVision. Would you be okay with that extending to Spider-Man? I'm personally on the fence. I will always be a Tobey Maguire girl at heart, but I'm worried that might be too much shoved into one movie. Your thoughts? Um, I am not... I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. And I, I've seen all those rumors flying around. Um, I don't like the idea, personally. And I think it's um, it's multifaceted, okay? So, for one, I think it's presumptuous of Sony to think that because they did the animated Spider-Verse movie, that they can make that the, you know, the thing going forward in the next live-action film. Um, I, I don't see the carryover, and I don't see the uh, continuity there. Um, one of these things is not like the other, um, especially given that the Tom Holland films are tied to the MCU proper, which for all of the crazy things they have done in the MCU, the multiverse, while yes, they're going to introduce it going forward, allegedly we, you know, let's, let's, they, they're teasing it with titles and things, but we don't know specifically how multiversal we're getting exactly. Um, right. I don't want to see the Spider-Man in the MCU get watered down by all of that. I I feel like there's still a lot of room for this Spider-Man to grow into the character. And that's all that other stuff is just like extra window dressing that he doesn't really need. So I hope they don't go that route. And I think it would also be just, again, a little bit confusing for the audience. And I don't know that again, given that the, we, we've talked about this kind of maybe in passing before, but I'm starting to really come around to the realization of it. The MC or the, the, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, while they do take place in the MCU and they have MCU characters in them, they're still very much Sony movies. And I don't want to see Marvel like hitching their wagon to that necessarily. Um, if anything, it's, it should be the other way around. Um, Sony's playing in Marvel's backyard. Marvel's not playing in Sony's backyard. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the Mar- the MCU doesn't need all that multiversal baggage. If you, if you ask me, at, at least, at least if it's not, at least if it's hinging on Sony's Spider-Man films. And then just as a quick personal like note, I don't, personally get into the idea of the spider verse um like i love spider-man but i like spider-man as pretty much your friendly neighborhood spider-man he's your everyday average dude with extraordinary abilities just trying to make his way in the world that we know 
And when they try and force all this like fate and destiny and, and cosmic multiversal stuff on the character, it just all rings really hollow to me and it, it kind of irks me. So let's just keep Spidey grounded to, to some degree. So there's a part of me that agrees with that. Um, it, my, my views on this can be summed up kind of by saying DC needs to do stuff like this in their films. Marvel doesn't. Sure. Like Marvel has built up the credit and the, the good faith in the audience that they're going to deliver something good. They could just tell us the title of the film, who's involved in the release date. Most of us are going to be there. We probably wouldn't even need a trailer. Um, DC with their flash film saying, okay, we got, you know, Ben Affleck coming back. We've got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. We've got a whole bunch of different stuff happening with the, you know, we're doing flashpoint and the, the multiverse and stuff. Okay. DC does not have a lot of credit with fans right now. They've got a little bit, you know, Shazam, Aquaman and wonder woman, uh, were, were definitely a step up from the previous offerings, but it's not like they've, uh, totally wiped out their bad debt. Um, so stuff like that for DC makes sense. Like they really have to swing for the fences to get people to come back to the theaters. Uh, Marvel doesn't need to do that. And I've, you know, I've always said on the show, if you've listened, uh, you know, Spider-Man is my all-time favorite character. I, I love Spider-Man more than any other character. Um, I I like the MCU version of Spider-Man, though I still do have find some major flaws with the character. Um, one of the flaws appears that will be continuing in the third Spider-Man film, and that seems to be the need for a mentor. Um, yeah, they announced yeah, yeah. that Benedict Cumberbatch will be playing Doctor Strange in the third one and possibly filling the role of vacant by Tony. See, this to me, this t- takes away one of the core essential tenets of the character that he is the best of all the Marvel Universe because of how he has grown and learned his lessons based on his own decisions and his own mistakes. And he's never needed quote unquote, a mentor. So I was never crazy with the whole, uh, Bruce Wayne decoration relationship between Tony and Peter. Um, but it was, it was a different interpretation. Uh, like we said, these characters are interpreted and reinterpreted over years and the interpretations are often going to be different. So, okay. And then like, for the most part, they got it. Um, like Andrea, I've always, you know, kind of held true to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Uh, the first two Sam Raimi Spider-Man films are still fantastic. Uh, the second one still being the best Spider-Man film. And as we were just discussing before we started recording, for me, Into the Spider-Verse is the second best uh, Spider-Man films. That film is lightning in a bottle. Um the idea of bringing like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield into this film. Uh, if I had a choice, I would probably say we don't need that. But if you're dead set against doing it, I think there's a way 
you can do it and do it right. And which is, as we learned with the Hulk, less is more. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, I think if you're going to do it, you have a scene where Peter comes to a crossroads. Tom Holland, Peter, comes to a crossroads in which he does not know where to go and what to do. And instead of, like, you know, a tour character like Tony or Steven to be there, there, there are mentor characters of alternate versions of himself in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, because both those Peters were considerably older than the one we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that can be a really nice moment in a film, but shouldn't be any more than a moment. And for all we know, that like, could it, be what it they're would be doing. Nice yeah, that could be what they're doing, and be really nice to see all three of them together on screen, and just say, you know, hey, we we appreciate our history, we appreciate our past, and we're also excited about where we're going, and just give it like that moment, and then just let that moment pass. Sure. And then, then like in the end, if you want like a huge like you know universes colliding in on each other you know, huge action sequence where, you know, you get Jamie Foxx in the background um, as Electro, and then you can bring, you know, McGuire and Garfield back for a big action sequence in the end. But once that's done, everybody go back to your own universe and stay there. (laughs) Go back to your own reality and stay there. We don't need ultimate MCU. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't. We don't need. Like, yeah, we don't need that. So, if they're gonna, I'd rather they not do it. If they are gonna do it, I think there's a way they can do it and do it well. And obviously, as we've said in the past, Marvel currently has an unlimited line of credit with us. They've got the black card. Um, so let's see what they do. Um. Andrew's last question. Finally, the spooky season is upon us. What are your Halloween movie watch lists? Mm. That's all for now. Thank you for your time and keep up the great work. Happy Halloween, Andrea Perry. I'll be honest, man. I don't really have one. Um, I've got favorites and stuff, but I don't, uh, I've, you know, every time I, I feel, I always feel bad at Halloween. I feel like I want to love it more than I, I actually do love it. And that's kind of a bummer. Um, I, it's, it's my favorite holiday. Um, obviously I'm pretty bummed out this year that we don't get nope. to have it the way we normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause William super excited about his Spider-Man costume. Uh, so, but as far as Halloween watch list, uh, immediately comes to mind. Obviously it's great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, the classic Lon Chaney Wolfman. Uh, the classic Bell Lugosi Dracula, uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, and Monster Squad. Wolfman's got That's, nards. Wolfman's got nards. That's going to be my Halloween watch list. Now, Drew, you're probably going to roll your eyes at this and, and shot at this. 
Um, but I was there at the beginning, so I can say I like this and I'm a fan of this. I do like me some Nightmare Before Christmas, Drew. Okay. Um, but there is only one appropriate day to watch that film, and it is November 1st. Uh, okay. Because the film kicks off the day after Halloween. Ah, well, you're being a stickler, so but that's me, okay. To me, it's never been fully a Christmas movie, and it's never been fully a Halloween movie, so it kind of exists in that in-between, and that's when I like to enjoy it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I have my reasons. All right, so now moving on to Mr. Nick Landers. Hey, Nick, uh, I know him. To my dear friend Drew and Carl, nice to make your acquaintance. I was in Pulp 716 talking to Jay Brent about Star Wars and the Mandalorian. I mentioned to him a bugaboo I was having with people referring to the child as Baby Yoda, and he said he didn't mind and had a theory, which I was intrigued to hear. Mm. He is a fan of the animated show Rebels, which I sadly have only ever only seen the pilot episode i'm going to pause right there nick need to go and watch the rest of the series because it's it's so so good so good go and watch it um he said getting back to the next question he said there's a time travel portal in rebels and that a character from rebels has been cast for the mandalorian that he thinks um that he thinks the child is in fact yoda uh, he didn't mean to spoil Rebels for me or possibly ruin future Mando episodes. I didn't want to spoil anything for you guys, but since it's just a fan theory, I was wondering your thoughts. Uh, normally, we're not big on th- fan theories, but you know, Jay being the proprietor of Pulp 716 uh, has, has some fan credentials to him. Um, so as far as this goes, yes, there is. It's called The World Between Worlds. And it's kind of crossroads. I've, I've talked about this before in the episodes. If you had to imagine the space-time continuum as a hotel and the different rooms being different points in times, the world between worlds is the hallway and the stairs that link the hotel and the floors together. So if you can gain access to the world between worlds, you can jump between moments in time. So it's not necessarily time travel per se. Uh, more like time jumping. More like a quantum leap, where you hope your next leap is the leap home. I... <laughs> let's okay. just let's just hope that the, uh, the Mandalorian spells the main character's name right in the final episode, unlike Quantum Leap. Um, uh, anyway. Um, let's, uh, I hope none of that is true. <laughs> I, I hope, yeah, uh, I mean, he, I, I, let him be his own I character so. and, um, yeah, it, it will be fine. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, PS, I loved your star Wars episodes. Drew gets super red over the prequels. It's entertaining. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm good for something. <laughs> good. Glad my anger and rage entertained uh pps i also love when you guys cover wrestling i pretty much message drew weekly sometimes daily about wrestling he does have a good one may the force be with you i'm always happy to talk wrestling there's been some happenings 
in the wrestling world. Oh yeah, we, we, we had a whole G one. <laughs> it was it was bananas. Who 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 won the G one? Spoilers. Um, the shining star Kota Ibushi is he won his second G one in a row. And now he gets the challenge for the IWGP. That's correct. He gets challenged for the title at Wrestle Kingdom again. What does IWGP stand for? Uh, International Wrestling Grand Prix. Okay, right. I was just curious. Yep. Um, cool. So, was it as far as past G ones? How did this one rank? Um, a lot of great stuff in it. Um, you know, G the G one is 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 so much, Carl. Um. It was a good G1. They were missing a lot of uh, international talent um, that would otherwise be in. Well, I mean, I shouldn't even say that. A lot of guys were there, so, so I'm kind of I'm kind of off there. I think it uh, every nothing everything feels weird right now just because of the state of the world. So I, it's hard for me to say. The crowds were strange because, like in Japan, they actually are respectful and they uh, they've been told not to cheer with their mouths. They have to just clap. So they can't make noise, which makes it awkward. And Japanese crowds are tend to be quieter than American crowds anyway. So imagine that, but even quieter. Um, so that's kind of weird. And it, I don't know. Um, that and the, the the buildings are, you know, obviously not as full to capacity as they normally would be. So that that takes another layer away from it all. Um, John Moxley didn't compete this year. Um, even after having a really being a very fun inclusion last year in the G1, he wasn't there this year. Um, you know, it's fine. It was New Japan has plenty of talent, so it's not like it's a big deal, but you know, it, it did, it could have been, uh, cooler, Uh, but you know, then again, some guys got some big shine this year. Like Minoru Suzuki had a, had a, you know, a big presence in this year's tournament. And, um, that's a really welcome addition because Minoru Suzuki is, you know, I I I fear and love him. So anytime they want to give him some shine, I'm I'm all for it. Um it, it, Tomohiro Ishii again, dude, one of the best in the world. He probably will never ever get a chance to hold the IWGP title, but he certainly deserves it because he the the man puts on four and five star matches with anyone with alarming regularity he is a workhorse he's amazing and i i i wish someday he would get a run uh, he he probably never will he's getting up there in age now but man ishii i'm a i'm a i am a mark for ishii and i will not i will never tell you otherwise so anyway um there were some big surprises i'm not sure um it didn't happen in the G one, but like I think we talked about. Uh, did we talk about the title change and in 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 the then the, the title change back and the the new alliances and all the things going on? There's a lot going on. We did not. Oh man! So so okay. Uh, but I guess the big thing is that at the last before G one and the last one of the last big events in New Japan, um, Evil. In you know uh, of of Los Los, Los Ingobernables de Japan, um, in you know Naito's faction, Lij is Naito Sonata, Evil. Uh, 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 I'm blanking. Oh God, I'm doing a terrible job at this. 
Naito, Sonata, Evil. Uh, why is his name escaping me right now? It's <sighs> my God, Carl. It's late, and I've dealt with a toddler all day. Oh, I'm I'm I'm, an, I'm a bad person. Uh, Shingo Takagi, um, Bushi. My God, like now that I'm seeing their names, I, I had to look this up because like I I'm like I know their names, but I don't like why, why can't I? Why am I blanking? And and then the the ticking time bomb, Hiromu Takahashi. They are Lij. Well, Carl, spoilers. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Um, spoilers. At the last big event, Evil turned on Lij and joined Bullet Club, and it was a very big deal. And he won the IWGP title and the IC title from Naito um, and turned his back on LIJ. Big, major storyline. Well, uh, at the very next event, Naito took his titles back, but um, Evil remains in Bullet Club. However, Evil and Bullet Club is kind of a... there's, There's drama there because this all happened while... Kenta and Switchblade Jay White were out of the country due to COVID. Now they are in Bullet Club, and Jay White, for all intents and purposes, is the leader of the current incarnation of Bullet Club. So while Evil is running around pretending that he's the ace of of Bullet Club and, and, you know, in Bullet Club, Jay White is taking some issue with that. So there's a lot of drama happening there as well, and that kind of bubbled up in the G1 as well. Um, just a lot of, lot of, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on, which is, which is very, just good stuff. Oh, and, uh, Will Ospreay turned on, uh, his stable mates in chaos. He turned on Okada and, um, he now has his own little stable called the empire. So that happened too. Um, just a lot of great stuff in new Japan. New Japan is, is always awesome. And, uh, it still remains awesome. And, um, now look, this hasn't had a major effect yet, but there are notable effects that have peaked up from this. Um, the, cha- the the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Harold Mee, 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 I can't ever say his name right, but either way, he is leave- he's stepping down. In fact, I think he might be already gone at this point. Um... He announced his departure from New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, effective. I want to get this right. He said he would be leaving the company as of, okay, so he's gone as of October 23rd, as of a week ago. Now, that was a surprising thing, seeing as no one, you know, obviously no one expected it, so it can't, kind of came out of nowhere. Now, he's been in charge for the last few years, um, and he's had. Good business success everywhere he's been in the business world. Um, however, under his watch, he saw the departure of one of the, the pillars of New Japan Pro Wrestling in Kenny Omega. And New Japan, New Japan, you know, fans like to get really chippy about this and say, "Well, because New, because New Japan can, can basically continue on with basically." anyone that they have and not miss a beat everyone likes to downplay the impact that kenny omega had in the company but like let's be real kenny omega had a huge impact in the company and for a hot minute hot minute for a for a period of time 
Kenny Omega was one of the four faces of the company that they were building, that they were using as, as a pillar of the company. That being Kenny Omega, Okada, Naito, and Tanahashi. That's, I mean, look at the, 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 the Fire Pro video game. They are the four guys on the cover. So, I mean, don't tell me that Kenny Omega was not a big deal. So under Mija's tenure, uh, Omega left the company and threw a lot of their plans into disarray and yada yada. And there was a lot of talk at that, you know, when he took over that he was not very popular with the talent and a lot of guys did not like him and he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and etc. Um, the company did well under him and everything. Don't get me wrong, but these are the things that, that occurred. Now what's notable about that is he left as soon as he, a week after he announces that he's leaving, uh, Jericho had his 30th anniversary as a pro wrestler show on AEW, Dynamite, right? Well, yep. dude, no, again, the, so we, we've maybe, for the unfamiliar, we've talked about this on the show in the past. There is, there is, despite guys that have appeared in njpw and aew sometimes at the same time that being like john moxley for instance um there were no working relationships between the companies formally in fact there was a very um mm, let's call it a very cold shoulder relationship between the two companies well no sooner than than Mij announces that he's leaving new japan pro wrestling they had Hiroshi Tanahashi standing in front of a New Japan Pro Wrestling logo wishing Chris Jericho uh, you know, a happy 30 years, and he hopes that he can wrestle Chris Jericho again another 30 times on, on AEW Dynamite, on, on television. And then no sooner that do they, does Mij announce his retiring that they are using photos from the Moxley-Lance Archer Texas Deathmatch at West Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome. They're using... Uh, photos from it, courtesy New Japan Pro Wrestling, as they're accredited on the television show, and they're using that match to build the next Moxley Archer match, which took place a few weeks ago. Um, like, and then on Twitter, suddenly you had all these guys tweeting fun comments, like, "When's the G?" Like AEW guys saying, "When's the G one?" Um, you know, how is how is Tokyo in January? That kind of thing, like teasing all kinds of New Japan. Things, uh, so to me, that's not a coincidence. Like that door was shut under the previous regime in New Japan, and now all of a sudden, granted, nothing else has really come out of it yet. But in that first week, we saw more mentions of New Japan on AEW television than we had ever seen before. Uh, so that to me, that is notable. Not saying anything's going to happen imminently, but it seems like the possibility is certainly there more than it was in the past. So that's that could be very exciting. I think, I mean, high tide raises all ships. If these guys can work together, I think it's going to be great for the wrestling business as a whole. Great for fans, great for talent. Um, it would just be fantastic. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, can you can you tell I really, I really like this stuff? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, don't get too ahead of yourself, Drew, because spoilers. We are going to talk about wrestling again later in show. Oh, maybe cool. stuff that you don't like as much. Okay. Um, 
But before we get to that, uh, thank you very much, Nick, for your questions. We appreciate it. Moving on to our next email from Mr. Adam Williams. Um, Adam has given us a great one this week. He said, let's get to know our hosts by telling us which you pick over the other. And we have a series of decisions here. So, Drew, Mm. uh, we'll go down the list here. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Classic. Yeah, I choose Pepsi. Okay. Um, Boxers or briefs? Boxers. Boxers as well. Board games or video games? Video games. Mm. See, this one is so situational for me. Well, it, it is that, but I mean, if if it's a yeah. snap decision, Sophie's choice, I'm I got to go video games. Yeah, given the current global situation, and whatnot, um, I will go video games as well. But all things being equal, I would probably go board games. Mm. Uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving? Ooh, uh, Christmas. I'm gonna say Thanksgiving. Really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, th- Thanksgiving is not as drawn out an affair in my family as Christmas is. Um, not that I don't enjoy it, but I don't feel as mentally, physically, and financially drained at the end of Thanksgiving that I do at the end of Christmas. I, 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 I completely understand what you're saying, um, but I just I can't deny that Christmas magic. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas is great. Um, Star Wars or Marvel? Oh, um, Marvel. See, I'd probably have to go Star Wars because mm. I don't think I get to Marvel without Star Wars. And Star Wars came first for me. I, I grew um, I grew up on both, so that is that is a tough one. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think just uh, I think there's more. Just for me personally, there's more richness and unique character there's more unique stories that i can point to and 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 fawn over in the marvel world than there is in the star wars world fair enough fair enough um football or hockey Ooh. oh god i can quite i um i mean this is so situational, like you said. Um, wow, hockey. hockey. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go hockey as well. And but like, it's, but it's just it's, it's hard a though. Community experience. It 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 absolutely is. It's hard though because I like I I the thing about it is I watch more football. But yeah, but I, I was, don't. Well, but I. Me, but I don't love yeah. it the way I love hockey. Let me. Does that make sense? Revise. No, that makes sense. Let me. Let me revise my stance. It's a better community experience when you're watching it live. That's fair. Football, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Actually, yeah. Better community experience when you're getting with friends at someone's house or a bar or something like that food and hang out together yes that that's that's fair um the highs of when when, like when the sabers are good (laughs) the highs of of hockey for me are the highest highs i can feel in sports more so than football more so than even if the bills were good right i i can't explain Uh, why it but that's 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 where i am um 
barbecue wings or hot wings? Uh, well, uh, this, see, the, I, there's layers here. Yeah, um, situational depends on where they come from. Where they come from? Are we, you know, yeah, there's a type list of, of barbecue. But, but, if we're, but if we're gonna go, if if we're just gonna call it cut and dry, um, you're straight up buffalo traditional franks and butter hot sauce versus you know barbecue your, your average pizza joints pet barbecue wings um hot wings yeah i'm gonna agree but i um, but i did have some wonderful charbecue wings recently so you know oh yeah yeah not gonna not gonna kick barbecue wings out of bed freaking crack no 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 um Bill Super Bowl or Saber Stanley Cup? See, 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 we we got yeah. there. Yeah. Um, honest, like <laughs> I'm going to say Bill Super Bowl. Really? Because Bill Super Bowl is us declaring to the country, "Shut up!" Yeah, no, I I I feel that. I absolutely feel that. And I was thinking, I a was Stan- a Stanley Cup is kind of be would kind of be like us walking into the cool kids party. With, um, you know what it'd be? It'd be that scene from Teen Wolf where Styles comes in with a keg and he thinks he's like, <laughs> he thinks he's the savior of the party. And the guy's just like, yeah, put it in the back with all the rest. Oh, what a good pull. What a great pull. Oh, that's bad. That's fantastic. Well, well, well done. Well done. That's, that's, we, we would feel a Stanley Cup like nothing. The city would burn down and we would we would roll in the ashes like gleeful children. I, the rest of the country wouldn't care. With a Super Bowl, the city's still gonna burn down. We're still gonna roll in the ashes like gleeful children. The rest of the country's gonna have to shut up. You're, yeah I, I Yes, you you are absolutely correct, and I that crossed my mind when I was thinking about my answer. But for me personally, give me the cup. I get that. I, I wa- get that. I want the cup. There, there are also more demons put to rest with the Super Bowl win than with the Stanley that, Cup. Again, that's it's all very true. I just, yeah. I, I, I would give anything for that cup to be hoisted in Buffalo by a Buffalo team. Because <laughs> it was hoisted in Buffalo by yeah, a, yeah, a Dallas yeah. team. A cheating Dallas team. That's correct. That is correct. Um, yes. TV show or movie? Oh. See, we've really... Uh, they both have their pros and cons. It's really, uh, in the current world, TV show. You, uh, I not you know the world, even the world aside, just my 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 life and like my preferences right now. Um, I'm gonna say TV show as well. Um, yeah, I think I, we're just in a place right now where television is just better. Uh, you get more time and you get, you can really yeah. invest in, in character arcs and things like that. And you can really tell a, a layered story. The best TV shows, um, 
can really, really, you know, hook you and build and build and build. And when they pay off like that, that, that catharsis is so much greater than you would get in just a, you know, uh, a, a 90 minute, two hour movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the last one he has here is bottles or cans. Ooh, not going to lie. Um, years ago, I would have told you bottles a hundred times out of a hundred. But in the last five years or so, um, the can revolution has really taken over in craft beer. And honestly, um, it's totally fine. So I have no, I, I honestly have no preference. Um, but if you were to put a gun to my head, the, 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 the sentiment, the sentimental side of me just says bottles. But honestly, um, there's no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent fine with cans. But for the romantic factor, let's let's be for the sake of the question, uh, bottles. Yeah, I agree. Bottles. Okay, so now he moves. Well, that was on. fun. Yeah, we're, we got some more fun. He gave us a lot of good stuff. We have some word association. Mm. Uh, Drew. So, okay. uh, I'm going to uh, go down the list, and as I go down this list. I want you to write down the word. I got to write it down? then we're going to... Yeah, just write down the word. Okay. Because then, after we go through you, you're going to go through and give the words to me. Uh, uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me get my notepad up. All right, oh, okay. So, word association. First word that comes to your mind. Use one word to describe the following. Ready? Sure. Carl. Mm. I promise every word I'm trying to come up with right now is good for you, Carl. Just so you know. (laughs) Generous. Drew. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, God, um, broken. Twenty twenty. Um, devastating comics. How do I feel about com- one word? Word association. It's one word, right? Yes. Okay. Comics. Um. <laughs> Magical. Mandalorian.
Um, is there a word for pleasant surprise? <laughs> is that okay? Okay. I'll share that one. Okay, so now you're going to go down the list for myself. Oh, okay, okay. Whew. Oh man, that was, that was that was that was stressful. Uh, okay, ready? So I'm going to try and rapid fire these and give like the first word that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, as long okay. as as long as I have the list correct. Okay, Carl. Flawed. Drew. Brother. Hmm. 2020. Listening. Mm. Comics. Father. Mandalorian. Hope. Hmm. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting little little window into our psyches. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, so lastly, as here is uh, topics deep. to discuss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little deep there. It's, oh, okay, it's good. Yeah. Hit, it, hit, it, hit us up with more of that, Adam. I, try, I trust <laughs> you. you well, you'll be in charge of going deep into the psyche, the devils do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so he also gives some topics to discuss. What trends from 2020... Do you see carrying over into how we consume media, video games, and board games? Oh wow! Mm, my my snap. I've been thinking about this a lot, um, and I'm just thinking about you know businesses and how they business, right? Right. Um, I, I, my thought is that movies are. Man, they might be done for. You might be looking at the end of movies for a while. Because what's the point if you can't release them and make that bank? Um, releasing them to streaming directly? Uh, I believe Disney has found out that that is not the moneymaker that uh, they hoped it would be in the case of uh, Mulan anyway. Well, um, see, that's kind of skewed though, because they led with, I, I think like not a great choice to lead your first effort in that with. That's fine. But, and also they, before it, dropped for the $30 price tag, they announced that it would be streaming for free starting in December. That's, that, that, that's fair, but that's that they're not, that's not the only underperforming yeah. kind of thing that has happened. I, you know, I think the release direct model, like I, I just don't see it being the, the, the future of the movie business. Um, and if that's not the future of the movie business, then what's the point of the movie business? Um, they, I think I could see more television shows being put into production, um, because ultimately they can do more and spend less and that's not necessarily fair, but given how we consume media these days, um, they, 
they're going to be looking at how long they can keep people engaged and you know and sucked into the the service and they can point to hey we can keep people engaged for nine plus hours if we do a tv show versus two and a half hours if we do a movie at most and you know that's just that's just a weird hollywood mentality thing that i see happening um i don't know that but it certainly feels that way uh we'll see video games are, are omnipresent and will always be omnipresent um, I don't know that they've gotten more or less popular during the pandemic. Um, but I think more popular just because of the nature of what they are. Sure. I mean, we're home or we're, we're kind of by ourselves. We, we yeah. we're, we're going to play video games, you know? So, um, but at the same time, um, I would hope that, um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna curb that for now. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see. Uh, yeah, because they still require a lot of manpower to create, and unfortunately, manpower gets abused um, by the companies that create these games. So, well, uh, I, I I would hope that that gets better, but I doubt that it will. So again, that's a whole other discussion. I don't want to get too deep into board games. Unfortunately, yeah. due to the pandemic, will definitely take a hit. Um, just by nature of social distancing and whatnot. Um, we have, we, me, you and I, and, and, and Alan, we haven't game together in, in months. Um, and I, and I hate it, you know, I miss you guys dearly, but, yeah. uh, but you know, it is, it is what it is, you know, and I, we're not, I'm sure we're not the only ones that are affected by that. So tabletop gaming is gonna, is, is in, I don't know if it's in trouble, but it's, that that the the boom period surely must be <laughs> over at this point. So, um, going going back over the three points you had: movies, video games, and and board games. Starting with movies, um, I think movies will come back. Um, it's just going to take time. And why I say take time, I think a reasonable explanation to get back where we were at pre-pandemic is probably eight to ten years Ooh. wow um to get us back to that point i don't see the medium dying out because there's still just too much money to be made there yeah but um no okay you're not you're not wrong but but in, in eight, in eight, I, eight, I think, eight to I ten years industry, is a generation and in a generation that it is that that goes without might not it is care you know and the industry will adjust as we've seen it already doing like right now with AMC for a yeah, hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah. You can run out of theater and screen a movie for yourself and some friends. I got real excited when I saw that. Then I looked at the list of the available movies. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was kind of hoping like not for nothing. I was kind of hoping Empire Strikes Back would be on there because they re-released that recently. Um, but it unfortunately was not. The only one that really caught my eye that I would want to go see is either Tenant. Uh, which would cost more than $100 or possibly Jurassic Park. Um, video games, I am very interested to see what happens in the first year of sales for the new generation coming out. Yeah. Because the market dictates what it wants. And we've been talking for the past two generations who is going to be the first one to go all digital we know all digital is simply a matter of time 
but when and how has been the predominant question who has been the predominant question sony and microsoft are being very smart i feel with their new generation offerings because they're going to let the market decide if the time is here and now yeah because you have a digital only option for both ps5 and the xbox uh, series one bq t65 whatever mm-hmm. um so i'm very interested to see where those go um i don't think as far as consuming video games go i don't think anything is relatively going to change uh for that i think possibly their player base has grown obviously through the pandemic um you see things like nintendo doing the the ring fit and how like you know julie has taken off with that and she absolutely loves it and you know i was fortunate enough to try to get one of those um after the initial rush of when the shutdown first hit um i guess they were almost impossible to find and now they're coming back onto the market and i was fortunate enough to be able to get one relatively easily um so i think video games are pretty much going to stay uh the same and we'll see where the market is going to dictate systems go from here on out are we switching over to completely digital or are we staying with a primarily physical media based format the last one board games drew would you be surprised to hear that board game sales have actually increased during the pandemic that's surprising to me it and, is and, true in a little in a little frightening to be honest with you Board game sales have increased during the pandemic. A couple contributing reasons to this. A lot of board games have single-player modes available to them. So Mm. there's that. Um, Some areas of the country are not as heavily affected by the pandemic as other areas. Small gatherings are still okay. And in small gatherings, the board game is a perfectly good solution for that. So... I think the board game industry is going to take a hit in that you are not going to see uh, conventions per se uh, for some time, but the core of what makes up the board gaming industry, which is the uh, game night, friends getting together, uh, that I think is still okay. And if, if it, does take a hit it will not be the catastrophic hit that you would think something like this would cause whether you want to think well of that or think ill of that is a completely different question altogether um but i was surprised to learn that board game sales have actually increased during the pandemic Hmm. okay so next thing adam has for us is what things have you learned about yourself during the past seven months you wouldn't have learned without this experience yeah, I, 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 uh, I am a pretty good pizza chef. And so I've seen on from the Facebook posts. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's been my, uh, if there's anything that that's been, uh, developed in my, in this pandemic, it has been, uh, my pizza making skills. So hey, I, I it took that to get me there. So yeah, 
So for me, uh, getting back to board games really quickly, um, having not been able to play board games per se, I've learned about myself that board game organization is like porn to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's never completely done to a way that I'm satisfied with. Like I, I'm looking at my shelves right now, and I'm just like that could look better. That could be organized <laughs> better. I admire you. Car- Cards have been sleeved, um, inserts have been ordered and assembled, and just organizing and getting to an efficient way of um, enjoying games has been something that I've learned about myself. And predominantly, it is just, I think it's predominantly just in this area of my life. I do like to be organized in other areas, but not to the extent that I found uh, with board games. Uh, Lastly, Adam says, how can we be more excellent to each other as we look towards 2021? (sighs) (sighs) This is a big, 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 big... uh, can of worms were open in here but um if i had to distill it down i would just say um be empathetic of other people be considerate of other people in in the in the most simple way i can i can it's the simplest way i could put it just just consider other people your life experience and it's ease or difficulties uh, is not all there is. And consider that things are different for others. And be considerate to them. I, 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 I mine, beg you <laughs> to do. I think mine is a version of that in that be willing to accept the fact that everything you believe you know may be wrong. Yes. Be open to being fallible. Be willing to look deeper, scrutinize more of yourself before scrutinizing others. And accept the fact that you might be wrong. And I say this as, first and foremost, as a person of faith. You know, I have, I have claimed uh, the Christian faith. I have claimed Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, I believe with all my heart, mind, body, and soul that the Bible is true and that God is real and that he loves me and he died for my sins. I also have to accept the fact that there is a possibility that that may not be true. That I may be in completely the wrong boat. Does this affect my faith in any way? Does this lessen my faith in any way? I don't believe it does. But I believe there is a danger 
and blindly following an ideologue, an idea, an idea, a faith, a political party, anything, without being willing to question it and accept the fact that you might be wrong. And be willing to listen to and accept other ideas. Be willing to sit down and have a beer with someone that you disagree with on every possible level. But understand at the end of the day, you're both human beings, you're both people, you're both trying to to get by in this life. There's more that, that unites us than divides us. I want to say that again. There is more that unites us than divides us. And I don't just mean as a country. And by the way, I'm stealing that line from the West Wing. Um, And that's not just as a country, as Americans. That's as as a, a species of human beings. So, yeah. I think that's how we can be more excellent to each other. Well said. Thank you. Uh, Adam closes out. Thank you guys for filling my ear pods with good nerdy banter. Sincerely, Adam. Adam, thank you very much for your emails. So now we get to the main events of our emails. Drew, the, the, the mega powers uh, <laughs> coming together. <laughs> the, the match that everyone knew was going to happen as soon as they teamed up. Uh, Mr. Allen Waiters and Mr. J. Gelsimino. Starting with Mr. Allen Waiters. Carl and Drew. <laughs> Drew, I, I know Go we on. talk, <laughs> talk to Allen almost every day. And we love Allen dearly. And he supports our show greatly. He's pretty much our executive producer because he's constantly like giving us material for the show. That's true. That is true. Um, I, you know what? I don't think he actually listens to the show though, (laughs) because he's, he's asking you to do, he's asking me and you to do a top four list. Oh, he he knows I can't do that. (laughs) He knows you don't do lists. I can't do a list. I can do I can give you a Mount Rushmore, but I can't give you like a ranking list. You know, you don't do lists. Uh, okay, so here we go. Okay. Name the top four movie TV characters you love to hate. Example, Joffrey from Game of Thrones. You wouldn't get that because you never watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, so right. top four movie TV characters you love to hate. Um, oh, God. Oh, I'm off guard. That's a good question. I wish I would have known that in advance. Um... Uh, what does I mean? Love to hate. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, think of like a really good heel in wrestling. But I like the heel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I I mean, does it mean that like I literally, if I hate them, it makes me not want to watch the show? You know what I mean? Like, right? But. I guess if I love to hate them, that means I like them, and it makes me want to watch the show more. I guess, okay. Um, so so I'll, I'll give an example. So I mentioned that I've been watching Seinfeld for the first time. Yes. 
Julie's been rewatching it. Yeah. And it's been like, this is the first time she's rewatched it in a long, long time. Oh man. I watch it you, whenever it's on. Her, her opinion on George has, has soured considerably <laughs> uh, from the first time through. Because I love she's George. literally said to me, I don't remember being this annoyed by him in the past. I love George. He's terrible. He's a terrible person. And I love him. <laughs> he, he is a horrible human being. To be fair, everyone on Seinfeld is a horrible human being. <laughs> I mean, they, thanks, they, George. They are. Thanks. The next time I, I attend a formal meeting at your house, I will be bringing Pepsi and ring dings. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was, I was drinking... Hence my giggle. I, I understood that reference. Uh, well done. Um, Just watch it's Gore-Tex, Drew. <laughs> yes, it's a new coat. It's a new coat. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> have you seen the? T- so have you gotten? To, have you gotten to the Timberlands episode yet? No, not yet. Oh, okay, never mind. It's great. So, so George would probably be on my list. Uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones would be on my list. Um, trying to think of who else. Who else? That's that's tough because I, 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 you know, if I really love the character, I don't hate them. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. they can be the villain, but like I could just love the character. I feel like the. People, I don't, I don't know Game of Thrones, but I know that people really, really hated that Joffrey character, that Joffrey dude. Oh, yeah. Like they hated him. Yeah, um, yeah. But so to me, that feels more like a, a I don't even know what that is. Um, I, I kind of feel like I got to put Wilson Fisk on there. Mm. He's like he was, he was so great, but he killed Ben. Yeah. Yeah, put him put him on my list. Put him on my I put him on my list. Um that that gives me some that might give me some something to go on. Uh <laughs> I didn't love to hate no. I can't can't get there. I can't get there. I don't really have uh characters like that to be honest with you. Um Okay. I you know, I I I don't know if if they're if they're oh, that You know what? Okay. I got I got one for you. I got an easy one for you. The uh the biker scout that punched the child. Oh, yeah, screw you, bro. Not cool. Put Screw you, Jason Sudeikis. He's on my list. <laughs> you just made the list. You made the list. You just made the list, buddy. Um sure, sure. Um Yeah, I'm sure if I sat here and thought of like every movie ever, I could get there you know what i mean um yeah okay here's one here's an okay it, it this here's an interesting one for you um same actor so i'm gonna go two okay. two roles same actor walter okay. walter peck in ghostbusters oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, now yeah now here's the thing here's the change up i used to hate him what a jerk he wants to get in the way of the good guys right Yep. As an adult, though, to be fair, to be fair, dude was just doing his job. He had very valid concerns. Yes, he did. 
I mean, t- perfectly reasonable. Each one of them is wearing an unlicensed <laughs> nuclear accelerator on their back. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So I'm not a scientist, but that sounds to me like they're each wearing a nuclear bomb on their back. Right. Little dangerous. And they're, they're housing who knows what in the, in their basement in the middle of Manhattan. You know, he he had valid complaints. So, as a, as a youth, love to hate him. As an adult, maybe not so much. However, yeah. same actor, different role, still hate as an adult. Uh, his role in Die Hard as the slime. Oh, yeah. He played the slimeball reporter. Yep. He's still a slimeball. I still hate him as an adult. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. say, and I say that as someone who is very much pro pro media, but he he crossed the line. Yeah. So yep. yeah, yeah, I, I love to hate him. He kind of got yeah. typecast, didn't he? He kind of got typecast as like the jerk. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> oh, there. oh, oh! You know who I hated? You know who? I, no, I you, not my you. mind going down a path because yeah. two others. You know who sprung? You know who I hate? Lo- we know who I love to hate. Uh, Ghostbusters two. Uh, uh, um, the 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 mayor's assistant guy. Oh yeah! Screw him! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet I love mm-hmm. yet I love him at Wayne's World. Different character. Yeah. I love you, man. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so Oh, it's funny. Um, I'm gonna throw a couple others in there. Alright. Uh uh Brian Dennehy from First Blood. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Good one. Dude, Rambo's just making his way through town. You didn't have to get. Um and then the guy who set Rambo up in First Blood Part Two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those guys. Those guys. Can I can I say that I love to hate all of the villains in the Crow movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's that is very fair. That like, is very fair. There like, is no the, sympathy for them. No. No. They're terrible. But they're but I love them all. But I but I hate them all. Yeah, they're like, if you just met those guys at a bar, you'd probably hang out with them. Oh, I don't know about that, but 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 the second, but the second you started to get to know them, you'd be like, oh, oh no, yeah, this we're not, no, yeah, yeah, those guys, yeah, screw them. <laughs> um, and yet, and yet, we love them because they're so well, they're so over the top and well drawn out. Like, it's wild. Drew, and this is totally off subject, but I, I do feel what Bears mentioned. Drew, we live in a world right now where we can go out, we can buy a video game, and we can have Rambo fight the Terminator, Robocop, a Predator, an Alien. Actually, no, Predator and Alien were the last game. But yeah, we can have like Rambo fight the Terminator and Robocop voiced by the actors. I mean, 
Yeah. But I'm not like gonna, but I'm not context, there's still something really cool about that. Like if we told that to like nineteen eighty nine, Carl and Drew. Yes, but we were children. <laughs> we didn't quite understand the nuance. You know what I mean? I, I understand I know I know what you're I know what you're saying. Like there's that surface level coolness to it, right? But as an adult knowing the characters like I do putting them in that in that kind of setup just feels like wrong. <laughs> you know? Sometimes I miss the the innocence of youth. The the yes. innocence of the uh taste. Yeah, no, I, I I under, I understand. I I totally understand. Like I miss not being able to recognize crap when I saw it. Yeah, no, I I Carl, I just being totally able to enjoy everything. Yes, I feel you entirely. Um, not for nothing, but, but then Batman and Robin came along and just ripped the veil from my face. You're 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 a a, a man of, of faith. You'll understand this reference, but uh, I feel like there's a very good reason that the original sin is the sin of knowledge. <laughs> Because mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. once you know, it makes it makes things so much harder to just kind of, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. In the in, yeah. When when you don't, as a as Joey Pants once said, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. That he did. Okay, so moving on to Alan's questions first individually, Carl. What was your favorite Halloween costume? Do you give out full-size candy bars for Halloween? Answering the second question first, Alan, yes, under normal circumstances, we do give out full-size candy bars for Halloween. As it is my favorite holiday, uh, but alas, this year, uh, Halloween is not going to be what we normally enjoy to be. Um, what was my favorite Halloween costume? It'd probably be, have to be uh, my old uh, plastic Darth Vader costume, um, of which my father took me out trick-or-treating in. I wore that, I think, for like three years in a row. Um, the, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the company. There's a documentary out there about uh, that company and uh, those costumes. You know the ones I'm talking about, right, Drew? The plastic masks with the plastic smocks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Pla- like jumper. Yep. Oh, yep. what was the name of that company? Uh, if you told if you told it to me, I would go, "Oh, yeah," but uh, sitting here, I I don't recall. See, now it's going to bug me. Now I got to go to the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While I'm doing that, I will read Alan's question to you. Mm. Um, Drew, many consider the years of '93 to 2001 the best years in the terms of Japanese role playing games. Do you agree? At the end of the PlayStation 1 cycle, they had a lot of great games like Final Fantasy, Vagrant Story, Legend of Dragoon. Oh, God, love Legend of Dragoon. Uh, Legend of Mana and Chrono Cross. Out of the list, was your favorite, and uh, would you like to see a remake? Um, I would wholeheartedly agree that that is a golden age of Japanese role-playing games. Um, and to be fair, to be honest, 
and 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 to be honest and fair i have not played many since then so i might be biased when i say that 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 is the golden age um but there was magic in the air and the legacy of all that stuff looms very large over the video game world so um my favorite of all of them um i'm a huge it's no secret i'm a ha <laughs> see what secret of mana is a uh, is near and dear to me um but the final fantasy four and six or two and three as i knew them here um they are just my absolute favorites and i love those games to death and i will play them uh repeatedly anytime and never tire of them um seven i do like but i don't love the way popular culture embraced seven um loves it i i, I it's it's great don't get me wrong but um i love six that much more for sure so if yeah gun to my head final fantasy six is my favorite um you want to talk about love to hate i love to hate kefka i oh man oh what a tremendous villain kefka is oh how i hate him oh how i loved him oh how i love him but i hate him so um yeah final fantasy six is my 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 go-to there but man, Vagrant Story and and, and the, the Mana series, it's, man, what a what a glorious time that was. Ben Cooper, that was the company, Ben Cooper Company. Okay, yeah, I, I, I can I can picture all of their costumes. <laughs> the costumes in a box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my! I'm trying to think, did I, did, I have a, did I have a favorite costume as a kid? Well, not really. Again, like I always, I always feel like I want to love Halloween more than I do. Um, so as far as like the RPG question, um, I'm gonna say it's it's a it was the RPG that Square did right after Final Fantasy VII, and it has a bit of a cult following. It was a game called uh, Xeno Gears. And oh, it Zeno was Gears. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gears was absolutely incredible, and just oh, far and away, I I thought it was superior to Final Fantasy uh, Seven. Oh, so many hours of my life in that game. The final boss fight took forty five minutes. <laughs> uh... Um. Oh wow! There's some I found. Um, I found a website that has the uh, the 14 weirdest uh, Ben Cooper costumes, and you know what, Drew? I'm just gonna the GI Joe one was terrible. Yeah, GI Joe one was bad, but all the ones on this list are much worse. So I'm just gonna send that link to you and let you prove that while I bring up our final email, Alan. Thank you very much, as always. We appreciate you. Our final email coming from Mr. J. Gelsimino. Uh, Drew and Carl, DC or Marvel and why? That should take up at least 20 minutes of your show. Oh, You're welcome. Dear. Oh, I, I don't know about 20 minutes. Me, personally, uh, Marvel. And that's just because... Um, Oh, uh, to me, the stories are more relevant only because Marvel has always tried to be as 
Joe Quesada likes to say, the world outside your window. So they feel, and, and I'm air quoting, but I'm, they feel more real um, than DC does. They take place in real locations, by and large. I'm, you know, not everywhere, obviously, but New, New York is New York, even in the in the Marvel universe. Um, and it, you know, it, it always lends it a, a, an air of of authenticity and truth to it, even as fantastical as it can be. Um, so I and and, and not for nothing, but it just. No, that's that's that's. I guess that's that's the gist of it. It feels more real. Um, it feels more grounded, um, even when it's completely insane. And my favorite characters just are our Marvel characters overall. Daredevil, um, the X Men at their at their best. The X Men, Spider Man, Captain America. Um, they just it just they mean more to me than DC does. Not to say that I don't love DC stories as well because I do. But uh, gun to my head, one or the other. Sophie's choice, um, Marvel. For 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 that yeah. for that feeling of authenticity. And and, just, and, and, and and change and malleability and changeability as a result of being yeah. the world outside your window. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna cheap out on this one. I'm just gonna say both. Now I think no, there's that's fair. That's there's fair. Full room for both. I believe both offer something of value and both offer great things just in different packages. So I've I've never been one to uh, there have been different points around my life that I've uh, read one more than the other but there's never been a point where I've totally abandoned one or the other. That's totally fair. Um, there's definitely things in DC that I admire even and like more than Marvel to some degree. Um, like for instance, there's nothing in Marvel, nothing in Marvel comics that has the rich kind of fantasy, um, fairy tale, almost quality that Gotham city has to it. You know what I mean? Right. Batman's world is so unique and out and otherworldly unto itself that it's like a fairy tale almost. And it's, it, 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 and it can't exist in the real world, but it, it's so well realized in its own way that it, it transcends like everything. It's just, you know, Batman's world is just so, uh, it's just so rich and fantastical. Um, Marvel doesn't have anything like that, but that's not to say that I want Marvel to have something like that. It, it, it again, it, it each works in its own way, but you know, I do envy that sometimes about DC. DC's uh, DC has that quality with some of their stuff that's just like you know it, transcendent in a way in a way that Marvel locales are not. DC definitely does uh, self-contained stories better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that. Like, it's like, when you think to, like, if 
if there's um, like a, a story that you want to point someone to, it's much easier to do that with DC than there is to do that with Marvel. Like with Marvel, you would point to a run on a book. Yes. You'd be like, hey, check out, you know, the, the Bendis run on Daredevil. Check out, you know, the Brubaker run on Cap. Yep. Um, yep. You know, the McFarlane run on Spider-Man, so on and so forth. With DC, it's like, okay, check out The Dark Knight Returns. Check out, you know, Superman and Man for All Seasons. Check out Green uh, Green Arrow, uh, The Longbow Hunters. Um, you know, yeah, those I, self-contained things are much easier and accessible in DC than they are in Marvel. I would agree. Um, so, okay. So, he goes on, Drew. Is there, is there anything at this point that can make you watch WWE more than YouTube highlights and hate watch? I don't even do either either of those anymore. No, no, uh, nothing. I I am a thousand percent okay never watching WWE again. I hate the company. Um, Vince McMahon is is pure evil. And and I'm that's that is not hyperbole. That man is evil. Um, and when he's gone, his his son-in-law will take over, and his daughter. And I don't think much highly of of either of them either. Um. So, no. Uh, it would take it, it. What would it take to get me to watch it? It would take a complete overhaul of the television presentation. It would take. Vince McMahon's death <laughs> or complete div- or complete McMahon family divestment of the company um it would take it would take a lot to get me to watch with interest uh WWE ever again I don't I so, I do not partake in it now and I have I have never loved wrestling more than when I really stopped caring about WWE. So now, folks, just to give you an example, like you're hearing Drew say these things, and you're probably going, "Wow, that sounds a bit harsh." Well, a, it's true, and b, um, uh, Drew, what, uh, what's the WWE been doing lately with its uh, employees' uh, extra social media affairs? Oh yeah, bear in mind they're not employees, Carl. They're independent contractors, as WWE will tell you over and over again. They're independent contractors, except they're not independent because WWE tells them when they can work, where they can work, how they can work. Um, they're, they're, they, are, they are employees in all but name, okay? So WWE talent has been forced by WWE to turn over their social media accounts to WWE and to uh, make all of their Twitch street, all their streaming channels, Twitch, YouTube, whatever they, they use. um, They have to uh, basically make those uh, WWE property. And if they're going to stream, they have to do so under the WWE umbrella and WWE gets their money for those streams. Now, Drew, surely these streams that you're talking about are the WWE performers operating these streams under their ring names and ring personas, right? Raw. That's the only way that WWE would be able to do such a thing. Incorrect. 
Uh, no. Ooh. Regardless, you you work for WWE and you have a, a stream. You no 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 you don't. WWE will now own that stream and control your income on that stream. So WWE is saying essentially that they own these people's real life identities. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Or at the very least, they would argue that they have given these people a platform to become air quotes famous. Therefore, them using that fame to get money outside of WWE, WWE should also have a uh, a hand in that money. Now that for, for like. Try, I'm trying to think of a of an accurate comparison, and there really isn't one. But I'm trying to think of a, of a way to to make to to show you how absurd that is. That's like it's like Marvel trying to claim all of Chris Evans' outside Marvel earnings as theirs because they made him. Famous air quotes as Captain America, right? That that's that's what it is, more or less. Oh, Chris Evans is we made kept we made Chris Evans famous as Captain America. So when he goes and does another movie elsewhere, we get that money, and he can get a he can get a cut of it. That that's kind of what this is. Do you hear how insane that is? Do you hear how yeah. asinine that is? So, Drew, certainly I'm sure that these people with the Twitch channels and whatnot, these are probably just like third, fourth tier performers. These aren't like top stars or anything, right? Do, do, do you know what, what Up, Up, Down, Down does? Like Xavier Woods has been doing this a long time. That dude does numbers. Like... <laughs> These, these, no, I'm talking about the people who are running the channels. Yeah, they're like you know they're they're not mid carders or, or developmental talent. These are top tier. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, AJ uh, Styles has a channel. Like these are you know names in the company that do this, and now they can't. They have to turn it over. On yeah. top, on top of the mid carders who. Quite frankly, like, you know, this is their, they're not getting noticed on WWE TV, but if they can go get a stri- a Twitch stream going and get some, get some more action for themselves, more power to them. So, folks, it's, it's like, it's, it's insane. Before. It's, it's madness. It's complete insanity. Madness. It's complete insanity. Folks, as, a, as I've discovered over the past year or so, um, when you accept it for what it is, uh, wrestling can be a lot of fun. And it's, just watch AEW, folks. It's so much fun. NewJapanWorld.com, NJPWWorld.com. Watch AEW on Wednesday nights. And just, man, don't, don't make a wrestling company... Don't God, this this is this could go for so oy, politics, sports teams. D- don't get so entrenched in a brand that you can't appreciate 
a world outside of that brand, okay? WWE fans, and I'm, I'm generalizing, but man, WWE fans hate WWE as well and have for years. And yet, they watch every week in hope. It's, it's Stockholm Syndrome. They hate it. All they do is pine for the days when it was good, but they still watch it every week in hopes that it's going to get better, and it never does, and it hasn't for 20 years. Yet, they never want to acknowledge anything outside of WWE. If it's outside of WWE, it's not real. It's not legit. It's not the same. It's not as good. It can't be. It cannot possibly be as good. Folks, get out of the bubble, okay? Once you look outside and realize, oh my God, there's this whole other world out there, and it's great, it's awesome, and it gives me all the feeling I want for this thing to give me, your your life food tastes better. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? The air is sweeter. Like every it just it changes your whole perception of the thing. And then eventually just stop caring. Let Vince do what he's gonna do. Let WWE be, do what they're I don't care. I just don't care. I hate when they raid talent and I hate when guys sign guys I love sign there. I, look, I'll sympathize with them. They're going to get paid. They're going to probably, you know, make the bet most money that they've ever made. Good for them. Hey, well done, pal. But you know what? You're you're dead to me. I'm sorry. You, I, I'm, I, as a fan, I'm I'm sorry, but I know that everything I love about you is going to be taken away from you, and you're not going. You're going to be a shell of what 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 I care about. You're going to be put on. Te- you're going to be put on television and made to look ridiculous. You're going to be made to look like a geek. You're 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 not going to be the same performer that I fell in love with. So hey, get that money. Hope your life is going great. But my entertainment value in you is gone. Sorry, I'm happy for you on the financial sense, but you know what? You're you're gone. You're dead to me. Sorry. See Shinsuke Nakamura, my favorite wrestler ever. Shinsuke Nakamura went to WWE, and he's he's dude. He might as well be dead. I'm sorry. I, I, he's he's a shell of himself. And to be fair to that man, he worked in New Japan for a long time, and he worked there when they were working a style that was very physically hard. And I and it, and it, you know, look, it's no it's no cakewalk over there as it is. But back in the day. He 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 ground his body to a pulp. Okay, so if he's on the retirement tour, getting paid big money to to be a shell of himself on WWE, good for him. But I miss the King of Strong Style. Okay, the, that that guy, that singular guy. The moment I saw that guy, when as a complete newcomer to New Japan, I said that guy rules. That dude was my gateway into into caring about NJPW, and I'll always be grateful for that. Believe me, but like, he's he's gone. Like that dude doesn't exist anymore, and that breaks my heart. But hey, that that's what happens when you go there. That's what happens when you sign to WWE. They make you into nothing. 
Yeah. Folks, just just look up uh, Lucha Bros. Oh, Lucha Brothers. Pentagon Jr., baby. Pentagon and Phoenix. Not for nothing. And well, yeah. you know, we're we're you know we're dead. We're in this whole wrestling bubble right now, folks. I I implore you. I beg you. It's it's over now, but it's available uh, for free. I think on the internet, you can if you can you can stream it for free. Go out of your way and stream Lucha Underground from start to finish. It is the. It's like my favorite thing in wrestling. In years, when it like, it was so cool. It was the coolest thing ever when it happened. It was wrestling. It was Mortal Kombat. It was a soap opera. It was, it was Grindhouse. It was, really it was, dude. It was so cool. It was. It was really smart. Yeah, like they didn't insult your right. intelligence. They, every and they made everyone on the show, even the jobbers feel cool and like a big deal. Honestly, they used everyone to a great effect. Everybody got over on that show. What a man. Lucha underground. And, and what ah, it ruled, it ruled straight up. Lucha underground ruled and everybody by and large from Lucha underground has gone on to work at the highest levels of the business right now. Pentagon jr. Phoenix, AEW. They're killing it. Now I want them Brian to get Cage. back up. Brian Cage, hell yeah! Prince Puma, may he rest in peace, is now getting paid in WWE. They completely ruined him, but but hey, he's there. He's at you know he's working. He's in. He's a, you know he's there. Um. Ugh. Pentagon at Phoenix though. Oh. The hybrid too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Evans. John Morris, John, John Morrison, may he again, Johnny Mundo, may he rest in peace. He's back in WWE. Not to be fair, that's where he came from. Um, but he, man, my, the the most I've ever cared about him was when he was Johnny Mundo in Lucha Underground because he was amazing there. Um, uh, uh, the the Snake Tribe, Vibra, and the Snake Tribe. He's Luchasaurus. He's great. I love him. Nah, Lucha Underground was just such a magical thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have AEW now. And, we do. Have, and we, we certainly do. And, and New Japan. And it, it, folks, if you if you like wrestling, AEW I, is better than you, WWE, and you know it. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. All right, so moving on to Jay's question for me. Wrestling. I love it. Got it. I love wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Carl, are there any comic stories you've always meant to read but just haven't? Um, uh, Probably the... uh, uh, I I literally just mentioned this one not two questions ago. Uh, the, it's not, um, Bend the, yeah, I kept, I kept wanting to say Brubaker, the Bendis Daredevil. Oh, you should. I know I should. That, that's, that's why I love Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, Yeah. 
that's it. Um, so that's that's going to do it for the questions, Drew. Oh, man. Um, folks, we can't thank you enough. This yeah, was great. You, you, gave, you gave us a great show, which hopefully we are giving back to you. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. We really appreciate it. If you want to continue the greatness and send us uh, questions or contact us, reach us out into the future, um, you can do so at the following social media locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com drew any last thoughts. Oh, happy Halloween, Carl. Yes, indeed. Happy Halloween. Uh, definitely go out and vote. Yeah. Actually, by the time they hear this, uh, the election will have already happened. So we hope you voted. Um, I voted. Uh, mail-in ballot. Same. Uh, yep. So taken care of. Uh, voted for Joe Biden. I'll shame you a minute because quote Captain America. I don't like bullies. That's that's that, that's a succinct way to put it. Yep. So all right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, we welcome you back here next time. Um, Until then, we hope you're all happy and healthy. Take care of each other, and please be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Party on.